one sovereign. Nice and buttery smooth. Oh yeah, I gotta clear my throat before we get started. I don't want any of that. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, just let me clear my throat directly into the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> And welcome to the show, everybody. This is Turn One Soul Ring. I'm Kevin. Hey, I'm Eric. And I'm Riley. And today on the show, we're going to be decksplaining Riley's Cole the Forge Master Commander deck, or as Riley's titled it, Cole Combos. Cole? Call? Cole? I've been calling him Cole. I guess Cole. Okay. Yeah. We're going to start off, as we always do, with Cole's backstory, and then we'll move on to the deck categories and we'll wrap things up today with our honorable mentions section but before we get to any of that eric how can listeners get in touch with us you can find us over on instagram at termonsoaring the podcast uh, you can also get a hold of us directly we have an email termonsoaring the podcast at gmail.com we actually throw everything up onto youtube as well so you can type in termonsoaring the podcast to find us the easiest and if you like what we do here a lot and you're really enjoying the show uh, we have a Patreon page, so please go check out that Patreon page. It's patreon.com slash turnmonsoulring. Okay, so let's read this legendary creature. It is Cole the Forge Master. He is a red and a white for a legendary dwarf warrior, 2-2. Whenever another non-token creature you control dies, if it was enchanted or equipped, return it to its owner's hand. Creature tokens you control that are enchanted or equipped get plus one, plus one. His, his stats are pretty good as dwarfs go also, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, this is one of the more yeah. premium statted dwarfs. <laughs> <laughs> as we saw with the previous uh, deck Dexplained episode. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So exactly. We, we do have another dwarf commander on our hands today. And uh, in addition to being a dwarf, Cole was born in Axgard, and he lived during the Mending Era, which started about 250 years after the Phyrexian invasion of Dominaria, just to put things into perspective for you. Uh, anyways, Cole was a talented smith with the finest materials in the realm and at his disposal, but wouldn't you know it, he was never really satisfied with the quality of those materials. You know, like it's, it's the old grass is always greener situation. For sure. So because of this, he would constantly leave the safety of his city in search of more satisfactory materials to turn into weapons. On one particularly dangerous foray, Cole was attacked by Serolf, that's the big bad wolf character of Kaldheim, the uh, the realm eater, I believe. Yeah. The wolf was about to kill Cole when the god Halvar intervened and saved his life. And after Halvar had bested the beast, Cole noticed a shining chunk of tyrite where the beast fell and immediately lunged to grab it. Halvar wasn't fast enough to stop the dwarf, and when his hand touched the metal, it transformed into tyrite itself. Uh, so he got, didn't they do that in like the third Aladdin movie? Did you guys see that where they had to? They were going. To, they were going to get a hand, but if you touch the hand. It turned it to gold, but in, I think in that scenario, if if like you touch the hand, your whole body would turn to gold. Anyways, I'm so uh, obviously you guys don't obviously you guys guys don't remember that, but there have been a lot of Disney movies on it in my house lately, and I think that's like the least watched yeah, of the yeah. uh, of the trilogy. Oh, definitely. <clears throat> so so, anyways. Um, Cole now had a, a metal hand, a hand made of, of tyrite, and, you know, no big deal. But he was still 
sort of upset and sort of shocked at losing his hand in a sense. Um, but when he got back to work, he quickly discovered that his new hand was able to handle the godly metal safely. So I guess if you touch it with an appendage, it just affects that appendage. It doesn't, you know, it, I guess it stops after it gets to a certain point on his arm. And even in the art, you can see how he has that like shiny, uh, like hand and forearm. Yeah. That's the yeah. same. Uh, he's like, you right know, hand. <clears throat> exactly. Yeah. And the other one, he's got a glove on it. So obviously you can just wear gloves. It's not that big of a deal, <laughs> but um, safety first kids. Any. Yeah, of course. He's not even wearing <laughs> goggles. I mean, he really wants to be safe. <clears throat> so as a gesture of gratitude, Cole promised he would forge the finest blade the realms had ever seen as a gift for Halvar. He worked for days until he finally emerged from his forge with a blade so sharp it could cut a path between realms. Uh, or it could cut through the cosmos. Uh, the the, the uh, source material I, I read said that. And... Um, <clears throat> It was the sword of the realms, what what Cole had forged, the uh, the flip side of the, of the Halvar card. Um, and in case you don't know, I didn't. Call time is made up of ten realms that are like mini planes that move around the world tree like planets around a primary. So it sounds like the sword could quasi plane shift if you cut through, uh, cut into another realm and just like hopped across. That's sort of how I'm picturing it. Um, Anyways, Cole, Cole's work drew the attention of Tebalt, who, disguised as Valky, tried to persuade the dwarf to give him the sword. Cole refused to give it to him, and Tebalt killed Cole and took the sword for himself. And you can see a depiction of this uh, last part on the card, the trickster god's heist from Call Time. Uh, so that's it. Uh, he's dead. Wow. Damn, Cole dies. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. Well, that... Wow. i guess i I, i'm sure halvar eventually gets the sword in the storyline i didn't get that far because it is the flip side of his card so yeah he must get it um but uh yeah that's uh that's kind of it okay yeah i mean halvar's card is kind of depicting him using the sword right Mm -hmm. yeah 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 it is he must have gotten it and then there is also the um the saga forging the tyrite sword Mm-hmm. to like tie in with all of the uh exactly the lore there yeah. so cool absolutely yeah well uh let's get to the first category here uh remember that you can follow along with us by using the link at the top of the show notes that'll take you to this deck list on deck stats so we're going to start off with redundancy and we have one card in this category it's halvar god of battle and on the flip side it's sword of the realm so Sword of the Realms. So the the uh, uh, the redundancy here is the Sword of the Realms side, if if I'm not mistaken. The equipped yeah. creature gets plus two plus zero and has vigilance. Not doesn't matter so much, but whenever a equipped creature dies, return it to its owner's hand. That's what we want to be doing. Yeah. So the redundancy comes in, and we'll, we'll see in a few categories here. But if you have a way to equip the sword for free, and another piece of a equipment well i guess you wouldn't necessarily need another piece of equipment because this yeah this could just loop by itself but either way um some way to sacrifice the creature then you could start looping uh some death triggers or enter the battlefield triggers yeah i hope nobody has a hushbringer in their deck when they're playing against this this deck that's not gonna be good for you (laughs) Uh, there's a (laughs) there's a couple ways around it but it's yeah it would cause a bit of a headache (laughs) 
So the next category we have here is ramp. We have Arcane Signet, Dockside Extortionist, Gold Vein Pick, Impulsive Pilferer, Soul Ring, and Solemn Simulacrum. And Solemn actually uh, kind of bridges the gap between this category and the next category because when he dies, you get to draw a card. So it's not card advantage, yeah, but true. it is card. Uh, after, after you do it a few times, it becomes card advantage. Honestly, just like uh, obviously later, we're going to see what the deck really, really does with the combos and stuff. And I think Solemn is a real gas piece here for ramp and also like drawing cards as well. So I think it's a really sometimes you're like, oh, I just jam Solemn the deck because but uh, Solemn actually really fits in this deck. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's going to do a lot of work. Yeah. And, and so does a card like Impulsive Pilfer like this. I kind of slide it into or slid into the ramp category. But really, like this is a, a nice looper as well, because uh, so Impulsive Pilfer is red for a 1-1 Goblin Pirate. It says whenever Impulsive Pilfer dies, create a treasure token. And it has Encore for three and a red. Um, I don't think the Encore is going to come up too often. But uh, basically what will happen when, when he dies, you can loop him with Cole if he was equipped. Uh, and then replay him based, uh, using that treasure. So you're, you're basically... Uh, neutral on mana there if you're able to loop him with a zero equip um mm -hmm. uh, piece of equipment yeah yeah and i also like how we have another new card in here with the uh gold vein pick for two of anything equipped creature gets plus one plus one whenever equipped creature deals combat damage to a player create a treasure token and it just costs one to equip too bad it just wasn't deal damage in general but uh still cool little addition <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So the next category we have here is card advantage. I sh sort of already spoiled it, but it is uh, Heirloom Blade, Skull Clamp, SRAM Senior Edificer, Stonehaven Outfitter, Thraben Inspector, and Togo Goblin Weaponsmith. Remember this from our Commander Legends set review. Um, and this may prove me to be ignorant, but what? Uh, how are you getting card advantage with uh, Togo there, Ralph? <laughs> I, I guess I was trying to stretch the boundaries here. I figured the more equipment, I, <laughs> the more <laughs> the more equipment I was generating off of my lands, the more you know virtual card advantage I had. But yeah, no, that's that 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 makes sense. That is a that is a kind of card advantage. Yeah. The, the more uh, the more permanence you have on board. Yeah, and things like uh, Thraben Inspector, um, like. Alone, Thraven Inspector is not going to be like true card advantage, but of course, if I'm able mm -hmm. to get a loop going, uh, it does create a, a bit of card advantage. And, and same thing with like Heirloom Blade as well. Um, mm -hmm. And Heirloom Blade is one that you don't see too often, but it's three mana for an equipment. Uh, equipped creature gets plus three, plus one. And whenever an equipped creature die or this equipped creature dies, you may reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal a creature card that shares a creature type with it. Put that card into your hand and the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. So just a way to, um, you know, sacrifice a, this equipped creature to get another creature and with Cole on the battlefield, get the sacrifice creature back to your hand. So some, mm -hmm. some hoops to jump yeah. through for some card advantage there. Yeah, and Stone Even Outfitter is uh, is um, one of my favorite cards. I, I used to run it in um, the original iteration of, the, of my SRAM deck uh, back when it was um, helmed by Kemba Ka Regent. Um, and it's, uh, well, anyway, I'll read it. It's, it's one in a white for a 2-2 core artificer ally. Equipped creature gets... Uh, 
equipped creatures you control get plus one plus one and whenever an equipped creature you control dies draw a card um this is just perfect in this deck with coal on the battlefield and a sack outlet um and uh equipment and you know all the good stuff that this deck wants to do this is gonna draw you a ton of cards Mm -hmm. yeah super solid piece uh okay so let's move on to the next category here it is protection we have benevolent bodyguard hope of jiriper selfless savior and selfless spirit uh i i really like how on theme this category is you know this deck is all about creatures dying and you know you that's that's what you have in this category um and what's great is that you can reuse them you know you don't want to be throwing in one-shot spells in here you want you want creatures with death triggers yeah for sure yeah also the uh more interesting one is going to be the um the hope of Giripper because it's one of anything for a one one um thopter with flying and you can sacrifice bleh, bleh, sacrifice <laughs> hope of Giripper until your next turn target player who was dealt damage combat damage by hope of Giripper this turn can't cast non-creature spells so you're basically like if you know this player has more spells to sling or something like that on your turn uh, they may mess with you. You can hit them with the hope and then sacrifice it to like turn off. All they can do is cast, you know, permanence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or creatures. I and... should say. Sorry, not even. You can't do enchantments or anything either. Sorry, just creatures. Yeah, it's a nice way to set up the combo, like the turn that I want to go off as well. Like if I if there's a blue player at the table and I'm worried about a counter spell and I have a hope of Gerper ready to attack on the battlefield, uh, maybe I can swing in and hit them. Uh, sacrifice it to make sure they can't counter then you know play coal and play whatever other combo piece i need to go off that turn um so it's just a way mm-hmm. to you know i i could i could loop it like it would be a slow loop of course because you'd have to attack and, and hit the cre- <laughs> hit the player this turn with uh hope of Gerper, but you know every turn i could do that just to shut off one person's game plan uh to hopefully build build an advantage that way mm-hmm. yeah absolutely yeah, very, very powerful card in that regard. Next category we have here is combo enablers. We have Oryx Steel Shaper, Bergy, God of Storytelling. Uh, that's a new flip card. The other side is Heartfell, Horn of Bounty, Lightning Greaves, Pure Steel Paladin, Sigh of the Shinobi, Shuko, and Umbral Mantle. It's a great combo piece in many decks. Uh, definitely to start off, I love um, Pure Steel Paladin is always just like such a house in um, equipped decks. And then so for people who don't know what the Pure Steel Paladin is, too white for a 2-2 knight. Uh, whenever an equipment enters the battlefield under your control, you get to draw cards. So we got card advantage going on. But then it also has Metalcraft. So equipment you control equips zero as long as you control three or more artifacts. Uh, obviously, we are going off of equipment for our combos and stuff. So this is, uh, again, one of those pieces that's really nice to have. Mm-hmm. yeah and it's yeah exactly just being able to uh cast a creature and just repeatedly equip and and get that get that coal value that way oh yeah yeah and that equip zero is is key for this deck uh because you know on the turn that i'm going off i need to be able to create an infinite loop right so i i need a way to to make sure that i can equip a creature and then that way when the creature dies it comes back to my hand instead of going to the graveyard yeah. um so what what Oriox Steel Shaper and uh, Burgi are doing as well is when I am going through that loop, it's widening that that amount of equipment that I have available to me. Like for example, turning uh, what we looked at before, like Skull Clamp or 
um, in the ramp category Goldvein pick turns those essentially into equip zeros as well. So they help to just kind of widen the gap of available equipment that I can use to to form a loop. Yeah, yeah. and that's that's what's so great about like uh, cards like Sigh of the Shinobi. It's it's uh, it's one mana for an equipment. Equipped creature gets plus one plus one, and whenever a creature enters the battlefield under your control, you may attach Sigh of the Shinobi to it, and the equip cost is two. You know that if if you have a loop going and you can sacrifice a creature and, and recast it. Um, let's say like a zero cost creature, for example, you can just keep attaching Sigh of the Shinobi to it when it enters the battlefield. And in that, in from that perspective, it almost does have a, a zero equip cost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So next up we have loopers. Uh, we have Cathodian, Fireblade Charger, Memnite, Mirror Moon Vessel, Ornithopter, Phyrexian Walker, Priest of Urbrask, Rogar, son of Rogue, ah, Skirt and Skirk Prospector. Um, you know, if they ever want this is off topic, but if they ever wanted to do a sequel to the movie Looper, they could call it Loopers. I think that would be a good a good name. I I always like sequel titles more when they don't just call it like Star Wars Two. Yeah, just kind of uninspired. But anyways, I digress. Uh, yeah, there's definitely a couple of interesting cards in here. I remember um, playing with Cathodian before, three of anything, uh, just for a 3-3 construct. But when it dies, you get three mana. So obviously when we sacrifice it, that's generating a lot of mana. But also, it loops by itself because uh, it costs mm-hmm. three and you gain three when you kill it. So it's just a nice little loop there. Same mm-hmm. thing with yep. the Mirror Moon Vessel. Um, when it dies, you get a one generic mana. And it just costs one for a one-one mirror, so that it infinitely loops by itself as well. Um, I didn't know Mirror Moon Vessel was a card. <laughs> I did. I also did not know this card existed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then obviously we have all of the the good zero mana stuff like Memnites and Ornithopters, which are very popular. Um, mm-hmm. Probably the lesser known is the Phyrexian Walker. Yeah, I I discovered it when I built my Teshar Eggs combo deck. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With Teshar, I discovered it because I was looking for anything that could loop with itself, and and this was definitely in that category. Oh yeah, yeah. I used to run um, Cathodian in my uh, my mono red Duretti artifacts deck, and I wasn't even I wasn't even breaking it. I was just you know I I just recur it as you do and sacrifice it and get the mana. But even that even when you're playing with it fairly, it's a fantastic card. Yeah, for sure. And. Um... The uh, the fi- I was I wanted to ask about the Fireblade Charger. It's one red for a one one Goblin Warrior. As long as it is equipped, it has haste. That's nice. And um, when it dies, it deals damage equal to its power to any target. So you have this in this section, and the next section is um, sack outlets. So you know we want to be sacrificing this so we can put damage wherever it needs to go. Um, but I guess is there a way to make the is there a way to repeatedly, uh, like, sacrifice this, put it back to your hand, cast it again because it does cost one mana. Um, yeah, it's. I guess it, it. This is probably more in line with finishers. Uh, now that I think about it, like it's not a, quite a replaceable looper. Uh, it requires a little bit more mm-hmm. setup than the others. Um, but I, yeah, I, a little bit. 
I guess I stuck it in here because it is a creature that I'm looking to kill off and then loop back with. But if, right. if we have like yeah, a, yeah, like, sense. if we have like a, a Burgi or um, uh, what is the other uh, Phyrexian altar, if we're mm-hmm. you have a sack outlet with Burgi and recasting with Burgi, we're getting a red to recast Fireblade Charger. Uh, or if we're sacrificing using Phyrexian altar to generate a red, um, then then we can loop it that way. Uh, mm-hmm. so yeah exactly probably a little bit more in line with a finisher than a looper but uh, uh, I don't know there's so many so many you are looping sections. it for sure <laughs> yeah, yeah there's yeah. so many sections <laughs> that kind of have an overlap here yeah 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 well that happens you know because you don't want to have you really don't want to have that many sections you know like I struggle with that too and then you just end up having a section just called blood moon <laughs> <laughs> uh, another card I, I do want to mention in this in this category specifically is priest of uh, Urbrask. it's very similar to Cathodian in, uh, in that it, it can loop itself it's two and a red for a two one human cleric and when it enters the battlefield you add three red to your mana pool so um, this is another card I really haven't seen that much I did know about it but it's uh it's, it's it's just perfect uh in this category just uh i think i think you're really gonna get some gross combos going with this deck and i that's that's what i love to see that's what i'm looking for so the next category we have here is sack outlets i briefly mentioned it we have arcbound ravager astronaut's altar atog demon male halberk <laughs> uh, all right Gra- grafted war gear crack crack clan ironworks mortar mortar pod phyrexian altar and piston sledge and <laughs> i do um i do pre-read these lists so you know i'm just i, well, I must just be it's not something that you this. say out, out loud every day you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's, that's fair that's fair yeah um a, a card you don't see too often is Atog. It's one and a red for a one-two Atog. Sacrifice an artifact. Atog gets plus two plus two until end of turn. Um, yeah, just just wanted to mention it. Like this is a this is a reprint, and uh, like Atogs are a, a creature type. There's like a five uh, a five color Atog that you can use as a commander. Uh, I don't think it's that reliable as a commander deck but uh, <laughs> this is definitely a, a fantastic card in this deck you know you you always want to have if you're going to have sacrifice outlets and i think you always should in most decks not always but often um assuming they go assuming they can work with the theme but what you really want to see is that just sacrifice a blank you know no cost uh, nothing like that you just a free sacrifice outlet is um what what i refer to as, as cards like this of course they have a casting cost but to activate them costs no mana mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah i also th- like these two uh, um sorry i like these two equipments that are like really funny workarounds as well because uh, you do have the demon male hauberk and the <laughs> piston sledge and the cost to equip them is to sacrifice a creature yeah so yeah i really like that too yeah it's not something that you usually see but uh, definitely, we're going to have coal on the battlefield. You can sacrifice a creature to equip that to that and do the loop with whatever creature you're sacrificing. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, they really work fantastically in this deck. And it's kind of just, it's like killing two birds with one stone. I, I, I really like these. Yeah, I think the only thing you need to consider is the way you have to make the loop work with these equipments. Is uh, Even though it's a, a sacrifice outlet and an equipment in one, you need two loopers to, to make it work properly. Like you need um, to equip the artifact to something. Well, right? you could, right. you could 
uh, equip the creature that's currently equipped. But since that creature is dying as the sacrifice cost, uh, it's going to be unequipped. And then when you replay that creature, it's not going to be equipped to anything. So you'd have to sacrifice something to equip it to that creature. So that's why it's going to work best if you have two loopers. So you can yeah. sacrifice the one it's currently attached to to move it to the other creature and then just start looping it that way. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, Atog, like, this is another one that kind of bleeds over into other categories because this could easily finish somebody off as well. Like, if you get a big enough oh, yeah, Atog, definitely. you can just one-shot somebody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, this is, uh, all this sacrificing and, and sack fodder is really making me want to dust off the old McKay's deck. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Like a comment on Grafted War Gear. Um, this one I, I considered more of a sack outlet rather than that of uh, an Equip Zero um, equipment just because it acts more like a sack outlet than an actual equipment that's going to be comboing with coal. Uh, it's right. So three generic mana for an equipment with Equip Zero gives Equip Creature plus three plus two. And when it becomes unattached from a permanent, sacrifice that permanent. So when that sacrifice trigger goes on the stack as you've moved it off of that creature it's going to be sacrificed at that point so it's not going to be seen as being equipped so it would die and it wouldn't come back to your hand so you'd have to use it in combination with another piece of equipment to make sure that you're um using the grafted work gear more as a sacrifice outlet than an actual piece of equipment yeah yeah good um good point there Next up, we have finishers. We have Altar of Dementia, Blasting Station, Dwarven Hammer, Goblin Bombardment, Impact Tremors, Reckless Fireweaver, and Walking Ballista. So this is where all the this is where all the the sacrificing <clears throat> comes uh, is is going to to kill your opponents. Uh, one of my all-time favorite cards uh, is Impact Tremors. It's one in red for an enchantment. Whenever a creature enters the battlefield under your control, Impact Tremors deals one damage to each opponent. I've won a ton of games with this card. Even <laughs> like I even I even had this in like my old uh, mono red Krenko deck because you just you know you start tapping Krenko, you just your goblins are just multiplying and people just die. Oh yeah, it's just it's <laughs> yeah. just a, it's, it's 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 great for one in a red. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and then obviously this is where we're seeing all the payoffs with our loopers and stuff. So being able to infinitely sack things with the loopers, then you just kind of kill people. It's like Altar of Dementia, which is two of anything for an artifact. You sacrifice a creature, target player mills cards equal to the sacrifice creature's power. Um, and then we're just able to keep looping that. Um, and it's nice that um, obviously the loop we're working with uh, has us equipping the creature. Because even in cases like Ornithopter... Um, to get it looped back, it's going to have to have some power from one of the other artifacts attached to it, so then it will still work with the Altar of Dementia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blasting Station, an- another great card that's that's perfect. It's uh, it's three mana for an artifact. Tap, sacrifice a creature. Blasting Station deals one damage to any target. And whenever a creature enters the battlefield under, uh, under your... Whenever a creature enters the battlefield, not even under your control, you may untap Blasting Station. So this also works as a, a sacrifice outlet. Um, but uh, yeah, like the, this this card has won me many games with my Micaeus deck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good card. Um, w- one that kind of sticks out, uh, Dwarven Hammer. Um, not really... <laughs> 
Not really. When using I first this saw this here, I was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> so this is this is kind of for the memes, but uh, okay. So Dwarven Hammers two to red for an equipment has equipped three. Equipped creature gets plus three plus zero oh, and it has trample, uh, but it has this enter the battlefield trigger that you can pay to and create a two one dwarf and attach it to it. Yeah, the the only reason this is in the finishers is because sometimes you just have to do it the old fashioned way and, and beat people over the head with with creatures equipped with big hammers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah fair enough <laughs> like uh like old atog over there yeah yeah like equivalent to the atog you there can you go shot somebody <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so the next category we have here is tutors we have enlightened tutor goblin engineer goblin matron imperial recruiter open the armory ranger of eos ranger captain of eos recruiter of the guard scrapyard recombiner steel shapers gift and Stoneforge Mystic. Ooh, some power here. Yeah. I've, I think, <laughs> yeah, I think, I, th- I, I think this category, I really don't have anything to say about this category other than that it seems like perfect for these colors. I mean, you have everything besides Gamble, and, uh, you know, I don't really like to run Gamble because it's, you, you might end up feeling bad. <laughs> yeah, like a, if you don't need to run Gamble, gamble we have like 11, <laughs> yeah, you have 11 tutors in here. I don't think you need Gamble. I don't think you need gamble. I agree. Yeah, I think I have enough redundancy in the tutor section. <laughs> I, th- I think so. Yeah, basically the tutor be, section is okay. really well set up to grab mm-hmm. like anything you need out of the deck. So it's just like it's super solid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's what that's what you want in a in a combo focused deck is you do want um, an abundance of tutors. At least I do. No, for sure. So uh, the next category we have here is Recursion. We have Goblin Welder, Mirror Retriever, and Salvage Scout. So a lot like Protection, Riley, you do have, uh, again, very on theme where we're sacrificing creatures. We have creatures with die effects, and we can just reuse them. And and that's, again, just just a ton of value in this deck. All the value. (laughs) All the value. Yeah, look at all look at all the game actions you're taking. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, check out all these game actions. <laughs> yeah, just let me build my board, please. <laughs> we uh the the three of us had the opportunity to play some paper magic, which I don't think we had done since probably October, maybe November. Yeah. Um so I, you know, we we had a good time. Needless to say, <laughs> <laughs> we just wanted to have a lot of game actions and not kill each other. That's that's sort of how how much we missed playing Paper Magic. Yeah, there were game actions. Yeah, I think I ended oh, up yeah. winning two rounds, and both of them just happened to be storm wins. <laughs> <laughs> the second one wasn't intentional. <laughs> Riley, we know yeah. you're the storm player. It <laughs> just happened. Yeah. What, what what suggests that I like combos? <laughs> uh. Yeah, this is a combo-friendly podcast. Um, but yeah, what um, do you guys have anything uh, anything you want to point out about this particular category before we move on to the last the last one here? No, it just it just yeah, like pretty straightforward. Yeah, but, like. Uh, just like tutors like it's just adding some level of redundancy just in case a piece is removed you have a way or or an opportunity of getting it back Mm -hmm. of course you know in addition to uh 
having an affinity for combos. Riley also likes the graveyard. And not that I don't like the graveyard. I like the graveyard too. It's just I feel like a lot of games that we play, I find myself sitting there thinking, well, I'm watching Riley take a lot of game actions <laughs> that I should put more graveyard hate in my deck. And I just never get around to it. It's the damnedest thing. But uh, <laughs> it's one of those things. Well, the yeah, because like the the graveyard is definitely a tool to be used, and uh, so it's good to have that graveyard hate. I mean, you always have your favorite there, Kevin, right? The uh... I do the scavenger grounds. Yeah. I do <laughs> I do pop that into I do try to pop that into every deck, and uh, it can go in every deck. So check it out. All right, so let's move on to lands here. We have 36 of them. We have Ancient Den, Ancient Tomb, Arid Mesa, Axgard Armory, Battlefield Forge, Command Tower, Darksteel Citadel, Fabled Passage, Glimmer Void, Great Furnace, Hall of Helioid's Generosity, Inventor's Fair, Nine Mountains, uh, Needle Verge Pathway, Flipside being Pillar Verge Pathway, Nine Plains, Rugged Prairie, Sacred Foundry, Spire of Industry, Sunbaked Canyon and Wasteland. Wasteland, baby. Wasteland, mm -hmm, baby. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I do like, I, I mean, I think this, I, you know, again, um, much like the tutor section, the, uh, the category, this this looks great. Uh, 18 basics. I like that. Uh, I also like the inclusion of the new Axe Guard Armory. Heck yeah. Uh, as, as, the, as just an additional tutor effect, it's one of the... Uh, one of the lands from the Uncommon Land Cycle from Kaldheim. It enters the battlefield tapped. It taps for a white, and you can pay one red, red, white, tap, sacrifice it, search your library for an aura card or an equipment card, reveal, uh, and or. Wow, okay. Yeah. Uh, reveal them and put them into your hand, then shuffle your library. That's pretty good. I didn't even realize it was and or. Mm -hmm. Oh, boy. Yeah, I guess if you are running stuff. ors as well, it's some really good value. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't think I do have an aura in here, but I'm sure. Like, no. you could probably slide something in here if you wanted some form of interaction. You know, put an uh, an aura in here just to be able to get some gravy with that axe guard armory. Yeah, that's fair. Mm -hmm. Well, there must be some. I mean, no, that's green. I keep thinking of green cards. Um, <laughs> but something you could cast from the graveyard. Uh, once it goes to the graveyard or goes back to your hand, no, that's green. Okay, I don't. I got <laughs> nothing. There is, there is. Uh, I can't remember. There's a white one that you can uh, activate in the graveyard and it brings back. Uh, yeah. Either an enchantment or an artifact. I can't remember which one. Uh, oh, bingo! Yeah, yeah put, it, put that it's one. An in. Equipment or an aura. <laughs> and I think you're thinking of spectral steel. Yes. Uh, yeah. Also, the um, the Hall of Heliod's generosity is pretty sweet. It's a legendary land that taps for uh, generic. You can pay one and a white to tap it and put target enchantment card from your graveyard on top of your library. Yeah, we've gotten one of these for each, not each color, but you know we have this for white. We have, uh, what is it, Volrath Stronghold for black, and then we have Academy Ruins for blue. Is there, is, are there lands, is there a land like this for red and green that sort of do something that those colors are kind of known for doing? I don't think so. Uh, I don't think so. Not not yet, at least. Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah, not maybe yet. We, maybe we will. Hey, Modern Horizons 2 is coming up. So There you go. There you go. Something, something to look forward to. I also really liked the uh, Sunbaked Canyon because uh, it is a land. You'd have to pay life to tap it no matter what. Uh, it taps for red or white. Uh, but then you can pay one and tap it to sacrifice it and draw cards. So... If you're in the spot where you need some card draw, uh, the Sunbay Canyon, you can just get rid of and draw and draw another card. 
Yeah, and it is Boros, so he's probably going to get into that spot a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, if you're in a situation where, like, you have one of your finishers on the board and somebody's removed it before you can do anything about it, um, if you do have the lands out, you can Hall of Heliods to get, like, Goblin Barbarman back up on top of your deck and then Sunbait Canyon to draw it again and then keep going on your turn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's a good yeah. point. Um, yeah, and I guess, like, the, the CMC or the average CMC for the deck is 2.02 so uh yeah, that's nice I, I guess lands aren't aren't critical <laughs> no <laughs> so yeah you not most really. times you can probably end up getting rid of that sunday canyon later just to draw another card mm-hmm. yeah well um it looks good i always like to see ancient tomb one of my one of my all-time favorite lands yeah uh, but yeah it looks like you got looks like you got everything looks like you got the fixing uh it looks good so i think and you did mention the average cmc which is which is very nice 2.2.02 that's just i hope you're drawing a lot of cards because you're gonna you're gonna be going through them that's for sure <laughs> <laughs> so let's move on to the honorable mention segment of today's show this is where eric and i share with riley some cards that might make good additions to this already pretty solid deck it seems um and even the price of the deck isn't outrageous and you know you can always lessen the price of decks by taking out some cards you know like you know arid mace is more of a pricier card it's like 30 35 dollars ancient tomb is you know more of a pricier card just some um some cards in the land base alone could be taken out and and it would reduce the cost of of the deck a little bit but um Mm -hmm. even like wasteland a little bit up there too you probably nix like over 100 bucks out of the Mm -hmm. uh land section alone Mm -hmm. yeah but um Anyways, let's let's move on to the honorable mentions here. So, um, we'll 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 also do this in um, category order. So we'll start with uh, we'll start with redundancy. I uh, I was able to find one card that would be an option. Let me just pull it up here. It's uh, it's death render. So it's it's four mana for an equipment. Equipped creature gets plus two plus two. Whenever equipped creature dies, you may put a creature card from your hand onto the battlefield and attach death render to it. And the equip cost is two. So I'm not loving the converted mana cost of this card. It's it's it, because th- this deck has a very low average CMC. Um, and a lot of the, a few of the cards I found were, uh, you know, like in the four and five mana slot. And I thought that's probably why. Riley, you didn't put them in the deck. Um, but, um, you know, you would need a second creature to get this get this going and a sack outlet and, of course, coal on the battlefield so, so it would uh, bounce back to your hand when it died. But um, I'm not sure if this is necessarily redundancy or more of uh, like a combo enabler. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it's, it's something sort of in the same vein as like uh, – uh, sort of in the same vein as like uh, Sigh of the Shinobi where it's – where it it immediately equips itself to a creature that comes into play, yeah. Um, but it but it also it also does, um, you know, with call it'll it'll bounce it it'll bounce it back to your back to your hand. So um, yeah, that's that's my redundancy. I don't uh, I don't have anything else in this category. Um, do you have something for redundancy, Eric? Nope. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I like that idea uh, because it does help you from the sounds of it loop uh creatures that would otherwise not be able to loop like without you know a, a large amount of mana so like you, yeah yeah you could loop some of your bulkier creatures like your uh 
uh, Stoneforge mystics and folks that, you know, like don't traditionally loop well. <laughs> yeah. Or like a solemn. It's like yeah. four mana. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's not like they have cast triggers. It's all, um, well, like, you know, like solemn and, and Stoneforge are, are, um, enter the battlefield effects mm-hmm. um so it's you know you, you it's it's not like you're losing out on that either so yeah yeah so uh let's move on to uh ramp what have you got for us eric i have a little bit of a pet card um you can get some explosive turns out with it uh this is the treasonous ogre so it's three of anything mm-hmm. in a red so it is four cmc a little bit higher than what the deck is wanting uh it has dethrone whatever uh you can pay (laughs) you can pay three life to add a red mana to your mana pool yeah that's right yeah yeah Mm -hmm. so if we do have some other things if we want to like blast out our hand maybe we can like start comboing earlier because we have so much extra mana um if we're able just to get to that combo quicker um losing some life is just kind of like whatever yeah for sure yeah something to think about for for a lot of like red uh boros um rakdos decks I, you know i run a copy of this in zancha and uh it it can get you there um so yeah but but yeah i do agree that it's a little um it's a little hefty on the cmc but definitely a solid card um so i thought i like i i think the I, I don't know if i mentioned this but i feel like i've been saying it a lot about this deck but the you know the ramp package is, is very on theme overall mm-hmm. and so i kind of wanted to i kind of wanted to stick with that i do think the ramp package is a little light but again the cmc is very low so i think you and the land count is very healthy so i think you're going to be able to get away with um what is it six mm-hmm. six cards and there are other cards in the list that do produce mana right we, we talked about how you know categories don't really uh effectively encapsulate all the cards in them and you know we'd have to like have cross-reference category it, it would almost be better if we did it like a uh like a venn diagram i think that would work better yeah but uh, it would have to be multiple venn diagrams and the show would yeah. get very very complicated yeah, so we're not gonna, we're gonna do that yeah yeah um but anyways uh, trying to stay on theme uh i thought explorer scope uh could be cool mm-hmm uh, let me just pull it. I'll just read it here. It's uh, it's one mana for an equipment. Whenever equipped creature attacks, look at the top card of your library. If it's a land card, you may put it onto the battlefield tapped, and the equip cost is one. So it's strictly ramp, p- potentially. It's not going to get you, you know, it's not going to get you any kind of, you know, it's not like when this creature dies. So it's, it's not really doing that kind of thing. Um, it does have the one equip cost, which is nice. But, um, you know, there are 36 lands on the deck, so 36% of the time, you're going to get a land every one of those times, right? (laughs) (laughs) You're never going to whiff. 60% of the time, it works every time. (laughs) (laughs) Every time. But I've I've found great success with this card in uh, in SRAM. Of course, that's a different different deck, different strategy. Mm. Um, But, uh, yeah, just just a cheap equipment, both in financial value and mana cost yeah for sure okay that's that's all i had for ramp yeah it was pretty good it's pretty good riley you're making our job very difficult this particular episode (laughs) this is this is a this is a very specific tuned combo deck so 
<laughs> it was it, it was almost like having to search gatherer for all the different dwarfs that I've ever been printed. <laughs> and it turns out Eric had already found all the good ones. So uh, let's move on to card advantage. So over here we got uh, Wyleth Soul of Steel. So this is new Commander Legends. Uh, you pay one of anything and then a red and a white for a 2-2. Two, two. It has trample. Uh, whenever Wyleth attacks, draw a card for each aura and equipment attached to it. So it's a little bit slower on the card event. It doesn't do anything right away. But then if we have a couple of equipments out there, you can actually end up drawing like uh, some you know cards off of Wyleth himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and sometimes you can be in situations like that where you need to dig. Yeah. Right? So yeah, and then, I mean, I, I, like I, I really like it as well because Togo is in the deck, so maybe we'll have like a bunch of rocks. Just put all those rocks. <laughs> Draw like four cards. Live in the Togo now that, dream. Yeah, now that. Oh man. Yeah, is, right. That is that is card advantage. Like Togo battle cruiser magic. Yeah. I love it. Oh man, I love Togo. <laughs> Togo's so great. <laughs> yeah, I like it a lot. Um, I actually didn't find anything for this category. Do you have... Um... That was the only one. Okay, so uh, let's move on to protection here. So I went off theme a little bit, um, but like any good combo deck without access to blue, you'll need some kind of counter magic. So I think a couple of solid protection spells are Red Elemental Blast and Pyroblast mm-hmm. just to... You know, just one mana protect protect the combo. Uh, I know these have these have really gotten me out of some jams in my Atla Palani combo deck, and um, yeah, I think they're just great when you when you don't have access to blue. But like I said, when we were going through the categories originally, I really like what you have here because you can reuse them. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, I'd agree. And I, and Gear and Gear solves all those problems that I just outlined, anyways. Yeah, I, I think I think Pyroblast and, and Red Elemental Blast were cards that I, I was had in the back of my mind. And I think it's really if you're playing in a in a, a group that's, you know, very counterspell heavy, like that's obviously when a card like Red Elemental Blast or Pyroblast gets a lot better. So it can be really meta dependent, but overall I think those cards are, are, are really strong, especially if you're trying to protect a combo. Yeah. You know, in the in the same vein as as you know, protecting the combo, uh, I think Grand Abolisher is a is a is a potential for this oh, yeah. uh, this deck. So it's um, Grand. Have you seen the price of this card lately? Oh my goodness! Yeah. Um, it's too it's too white for a two two human cleric. During your turn, <coughs> your opponents can't cast spells or activate abilities of artifacts, creatures, or enchantments. So, uh, yeah, just. It just protects what you're doing. You know, there's the, this is bringing another card to to mind um, that I used to run in my Narset deck. Narset. Um, did I spell it wrong? <laughs> Narf. I, I must have. <laughs> yeah. Well, while, while we're talking about the um, Grand Abolisher, yeah. Uh, there's also an equipment that does what Grand Abolisher does. Yeah. Oh, do tell. Yeah. So there's a there's a card called Conqueror's Flail. It's two of anything. Equip creature gets a plus one, plus one for each color among permanents you control. Uh, as long as Conqueror's Flail is attached to a creature, your opponents can't cast spells during your turn. Uh, the equip cost is two. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's that's very it's nice. On theme. Um, yeah, on yeah, theme. that is that is on theme. See, mine wasn't on theme, so Eric <laughs> gets the point this time. No, I still think Grand <laughs> Abolisher is a solid card. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
the card I was I thought of was uh, Defense Grid. So it's a two mana oh. for an artifact. During each player's turn, each other player each other player's spells cost three more to play. Um, but uh, you know, otherwise this is just a do nothing artifact. So I probably wouldn't recommend putting it in this deck. <laughs> Same thing with like. Um, Similar to, uh, what's that other one? Price of Glory, that enchantment that it's like if lands... Let me just pull it up here. Yeah, if you tap lands um, on your opponent's turn, you have to sacrifice them. Exactly, yeah. Um, but, you know, it, it, I think it is important to mention that a lot of the time you're going to be... You're going to be comboing off on one of your main phases because you can only equip at instant speed. And, you know, much like Defense Grid, which is kind of a do nothing artifact, I don't think you want to run something like Leon and Shikari, which would make your, which would allow you to equip at instant speed. So, you know, cards like this that affect what your opponents can do during your turn are you know, are great cards, but, you know, it's like, where would you, where would you make cuts for them when they really don't do anything? You know, you want to be, you want to be taking game actions. Exactly. Show me your game actions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're gonna, that's going to be a new, like, uh, a new, like, sub game in the league where we, like, have to, like, the player with the most game actions. Trevor's going to love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Each person has to record it individually. Yeah. It's going to make the games take way longer. I think it's going to be fun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah so the, those were those were my uh those are my honorable mentions for protection uh i also have a really quick one for protection which is boring uh there's that new false swipe card um if you are in like a kind of like meta where you do have people kind of going after your permanence uh false swipe is always a card to keep in the back of your mind what is false swipe uh, if you have your commander, you can cast it for free. You can change the target of target spell. Oh, yes, from the uh, Ikoria commander. Yeah. One of those. Yeah. Oh, great card. Uh, great card. Ne never gotten to cast it, but it seems very good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, what I find really interesting, though, is the card uh, Fanatical Devotion. Uh, so this is an enchantment for two of anything and a white, and it reads uh, Sacrifice a Creature, Regenerate Target Creature. Oh, yeah. So that it's is... like a. Yeah, it's a sack outlet and a. Uh, some protection as well protection that's solid mm -hmm. yeah nice nemesis great set okay uh let's move on to combo enablers so <clears throat> i'm not sure if this card goes in uh this category or maybe it goes into ramp but um i'm thinking of i'm thinking of helm of awakening it's two mana for an artifact spells cost one less to cast one less generic mana to cast so it's a global effect mm -hmm. and uh you know it can it can it can make players feel leery to put these cards in their decks you know like like horn of greed and, and things like that but with with a deck like this with the very low cmc average cmc that you have and the <clears throat> a lot of colorless pips or a lot of spells that are like one colored mana and then a, and then a colorless um i think this card could could just give you that gas in the beginning and it's going to allow you to pull ahead uh it can allow you to pull ahead pretty quickly um so you know your deck is your deck is kind of built for it um and and i've i've used this card to great success in you know, an equipment deck where, you know, a lot of the mana is just generic mana. Yeah, it's a good card. 
Good card. Yeah, it's kind of it's oh, kind of it's like in the, in the same realm as like a mana flare effect. Like obviously not <laughs> not the exact same, but uh, in like a yeah, it's similar. You're right. Yeah, in a, in a deck where you're looking to loop and and abuse that kind of advantage for yourself, uh, make it a little bit more mm-hmm. one sided. Yeah, it can be a strong effect. And weird art, just that it's like yeah. it looks like a um because yeah. it looks like it looks like a sand it looks like <laughs> sand dunes, but then and then the little it would be I think it would be cool if it was just the little helm thing, but then it's like an outline of the rest of the person's head. I always found the art kind of unusual in that way. But anyways, it's visions. What are you gonna do? <laughs> I do have one more. I think this goes in combo enablers. Uh, you guys are both being you're being enablers. Uh, Ronin, it's Ronin War Club. Uh, you're yeah, you're both feeding my magic addiction. Um, but I guess I, I guess I'm doing the same thing. So it's it's three mana for an equipment. Equip creature gets plus two plus one, and whenever a creature comes into play under your control, attach Ronin War Club to that creature so very similar to and the equip cost is five by the mm-hmm. way uh very similar to sigh of the shinobi again it it does cost three mana so it's a little bit hefty in the cmc and you're never gonna want to pay that <laughs> equip cost that's just absurd i don't suggest you do that that's not why i suggested this card i know it's crazy but um yeah just just that little just that extra thing where if, if you can get a loop going this can be this can be your enabler just imagine if it didn't have that clause with a creature entering the battlefield, like having to pay five to equip to get plus two plus one. I think it would be a common if it if it didn't have that clause. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, so let's move on to loopers. Loopers. I do have, uh, you know, Riley, you do have the new zero mana cobalt, but there are also a few from Legends that are zero mana. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't have any, <laughs> but they, they don't have, they don't have any keyword abilities yeah. and they're, they're also zero ones. So that's probably why, you know, you don't want to include them in the deck. It's, it's like you included the best zero mana creatures already. Um, but a card that I thought was pretty good is, um, is uh, Shield Sphere. Um, it's, it's zero, it's zero mana. I just can't type today. It's zero mana for a, uh, a zero six wall with defender artifact creature. Uh, when it blocks, put a minus zero minus one counter on it. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, it, it, we did mention how you, you can win by one shotting someone with an ATOG and, and things like that. You can make some creatures really really big but you know the fact that this can't attack i don't think is the is the biggest deal and it you know it does have it does have a big butt on it and uh <laughs> yeah just could could be a could could be a cool utility creature yeah it's got twice the toughness of phyrexian walker <laughs> mm. yeah but for phyrexian walker can attack if you equip a hammer to it <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's right that's right um so I do have something for sack outlets, but again, uh, let me see if I can find it here. I'm definitely not going to be able to spell this one. So it's it's Thermopod. It's four and a red for a 4-3 snow creature slug. You can pay a snow, and it gains haste until end of turn. That part's not important. But you can sacrifice a creature to add a red mana to your mana pool. So this would help with things like uh, we were talking about... Um, 
who where is that rascal fireblade charger uh helping looping that and uh it is it is five mana which isn't great i think that's probably why you might not want to put it in the deck. That's <laughs> uh, gonna it's gonna increase that average CMC, but uh, I think that sacrifice ability is pretty sweet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. Mm -hmm. And it's snow, so you know, snow is on. It's it's on theme. It's um, it's topical right <laughs> it's now. It's topical, yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so let's move on to finishers. Eric, take it away. Uh, I thought the Aetherflux Reservoir would also be a nice addition here because we are looping technically oh, yeah. we're playing those creatures from our hand again and so yeah. that the other flux reservoir literally is like it turns on any kind of loop into also finishing off the game as well <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah i know you we know you like that card riley it, yeah, it's a good card it's yeah it's how you won <laughs> it's, it's a good card um i i don't know that like it almost seems too easy <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair, no, that's that's fair. That's fair. And this is this is these are like four card combos in this deck. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. But uh, I I think I think the the combo that I want to assemble the most is the I don't have infinite mana, but I can sacrifice my Arcbound Ravager to Ashnod's Altar or KCI to like slowly put plus one plus <laughs> one counters on my uh, Walking Ballista. <laughs> That. yeah <laughs> that's the kind of combo i'm looking for <laughs> nice okay nice. yeah yeah <laughs> he's really really wants to jump through hoops yeah. this guy <laughs> um i have something for uh i also have something for finishers i have the uh much like impact tremors i have uh og perforos yeah. where um yeah yeah but again it is um it's four mana, I believe. Yeah, it's four yep. mana for a six-five, indestructible. It is difficult to remove, uh, as long as your devotion to red is less than five. It isn't a creature, so you can't equip it. That's kind of lame. Um, and whenever another creature enters the battlefield under your control, Perforos deals two damage to each opponent. You know, also it does have this activated ability that you can sink mana into. It's two and a red creatures you control get plus one plus one, oh until end of turn. So if you were creating infinite mana, you could live the, um, you know, swinging. Uh, with the giant creature dream uh with the uh with the dwarven hammer so that's going to help you out with that <laughs> all right um i didn't have anything for tutors as i said i think it's perfect yeah uh, what about you yeah. the last the last thing i have is just a couple lands okay let's just skip right over recursion now rally that was a great category too i gotta say <laughs> um uh, let's Big just get boom. let's just get right <laughs> let's just get right to lands uh and uh eric you kick things off sure uh everything in the deck we're able to tap right away minus if we have fable passage in the opening hand um right uh, we could just run prismatic vista instead mm -hmm. yeah yeah and then you just won't yeah. have that problem yeah for sure yeah no problem yeah I, I i feel like sometimes i get at this point where i'm like i want to build budget but i also just want to go ham <laughs> so like sometimes and, yeah. and, and i yeah. thought I get that too. <laughs> I thought this deck was already like on the ham side. I yeah, was like, you yeah. should just do the prismatic vista. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. And, and I mean, there's also an opportunity to run off color fetches as well, right? So, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Deck thinning hashtag. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's a thing. <laughs> um, uh, so I thought, um, you know, it's a two color deck. It's Boros. 
But uh, I thought War Room might work well. The new um, that new land from Commander Legends just to draw some cards. Yep. Uh, it's it, it taps for generic. You can pay three to tap it to pay life equal to the number of colors in your commander's color identity and draw a card. So pay three and two life, draw a card. Um, but yeah, just uh, just one of those lands I've been slotting into mostly monocolor decks. I don't think I've put it into two color decks, but I kind of don't have a lot of two color decks. It's like monocolored and then like three and five color that's that's sort of where uh that's sort of my niche but um anyways i do have uh oh eric do you have another one yeah uh, i got one left okay here. You, yeah you go ahead and then and then i have one left so per- this worked out perfectly uh yeah mine's also for some uh card draw so guy reach sanitarium mm-hmm. is a nice little card draw outlet it taps for uh anything but then you can pay two and tap it and each player draws and then discards yeah, and then everybody's happy. Exactly. Yeah. yeah every, everybody likes the guy that draws cards for them. Yeah, unless, exactly. Unless they have no cards in hand, then they get to see the card and throw it away. Yeah. Yes. Well, <laughs> you should have built. You should have built your deck better. Sorry. <laughs> obviously, obviously, you want to activate this when you have like a, a land in hand. You're like, I don't need a seventh land right now. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and it works works well with recursion as well. Like if you want to pitch something and then get it back immediately. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yes. that as well. Yeah. Yes, it does. Uh, my last land is spectator seating. It's just the Boros mm. um, battle bond multiplayer land from uh, Commander Legends. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So you know, doesn't come into play tapped. Taps for taps for the colors you want. Um, it's probably as as cheap as it's going to be right now until it gets reprinted. Uh, so you know, grab them grab them while you can. Um, oh, so you know what? I do have one more. Uh, I I. I created a category. I do have a few more cards here. I forgot about this. Um, so I did make up one last category. I call it stealing the win. And because um, I couldn't really find a place for these cards in the deck. Um, but And they're all pretty much the same. So they are the the suite of red extra turn spells. So we have uh, like Final Fortune, Chance for Glory, Last Chance, uh, Warrior's Oath. So it's um, the, the, basically they all have the same effect where you get to take an extra turn but at the end of that turn or at the beginning of the end step of that turn you lose the game so you know just sometimes you might it's a combo deck sometimes you just might need an extra turn to get the get the combo going you don't have quite enough mana but you you know you're gonna have it next turn Mm -hmm. um so definitely don't run all of them but (laughs) Uh, you know, it, it might be, it, it, you know, it's kind of a janky combo deck, so it might be fun to, you know, try these cards out because it, it is very exciting if, if you cast one of these cards and you actually win the game. I used to run a couple of these in my, um, again, my, my Cranko Goblin deck because sometimes I just needed that extra combat step. Um, but now I'm thinking I could have just run extra, extra combat, uh, cards um but anyways um yeah i just i just i just thought these could be fun i just thought these could be fun cards to uh potentially include at some point in the future yeah yeah that sounds like fun Alrighty, well we are going to wrap things up um let us know what you thought about this deck in the comment section below or you can use the link in the show notes and go over to deck stats and give riley some karma because you know that would be nice get get yourself a deck stats account start putting your decks on there it's a lot of fun i i just keep doing it (laughs) and uh yeah anyways thank you for listening and riley thanks for sharing this uh seemingly 
I think, very fun uh, to pilot deck with us. Yeah, it looks like it. Yeah, I, I, I got pretty excited when I started putting it together, so <laughs> it's always a good sign. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, it's always a good sign when you build a when you build a deck for the show, or you know, when one builds a deck for the show and they, uh, you know, you want to really want to put it together in paper. Yeah. <clears throat> So we are going to be back next week to talk about Time Spiral Remastered. Uh, but until then, just take it easy, and we'll talk to you later. Be easy. Thanks, everybody. See you around. All right. Bye now. Wasteland. Turn one, soul ring.